the greatest football team. It's something no one's ever seen. Because we're the Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers number one. Because we're the Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers, number one, boom, 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 five, six, seven, eight, we're the best in the Lone Star State, forget, that's literally all I know about football. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and yes, you just heard the extent of my football knowledge. We haven't talked about football in a while here on the old Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast, and for good reason. There's not a whole lot of books about football, and I don't like talking about it because I it holds zero interest for me as a person. Uh, again, the only thing I know about football, the Houston Oilers were number one. They were the best in the Lone Star State. They were a Bum Phillips team. I believe I've discussed Bum Phillips on the show before. Maybe not. I know I've talked about Bum Phillips with Mitzi at great length. Do you know that like Bum Phillips is part of like a football coaching dynasty? Pretty wild for somebody named Bum. Typically, a Bum is a derogatory term used to describe someone with no motivation. Uh, I would say Bum Phillips had motivation, and that was to do the football, which I guess he did. And then he passed it on to his sons and grandsons, or did they pass? I don't know. In any case, a bomb Phillips Super Bowl team. That was how the 12 days of the Houston Oilers, 12 days of Christmas would end. You would say da, 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 and a bomb Phillips Super Bowl team. I know more about football from like a pop cultural perspective because there were songs related to it. I also know that the Houston Oilers number one song was used like in relation to other teams, I guess. Uh, uh, but how do you do five, six, seven, eight? We're the best in the Lone Star State. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm boring myself talking about this because, again, could not possibly care any less about football. But this week's book, The Berenstain Bears Play Football, uh, is requiring me to talk about it because, I mean, it's right there in the it's right there in the title. Uh, the Berenstain Bears play football. I also realize that I'm wearing my headphones. I haven't turned on. They are synced up nicely with my computer. They are they are Bluetooth headphones. They are comfortable. They fit well. Uh, I don't have anything to listen to. I don't know why I have them on. I'm kind of afraid to turn them off, though, because I'm afraid it might screw stuff up somehow. I don't know how, but I'm afraid it might screw stuff up. But I'm wearing my headphones. Don't need to. Uh, maybe I'll take them off. Can I take them off? I'm going to take them off. I'm going to take... Oh, wait. It's a bad idea. Because again, the hair looks terrible. Although now I realize just how loudly I'm talking with my, because these are sound blockers. Wow, I'm really going for broke with the old volume there. I'm going to turn these off because they, it drains a lot of batteries. My hair looks terrible. I look like I haven't bathed. Oh boy. Yeah, I, I look like a nightmare. Uh, so if you're watching this on YouTube, which you can do, remember, go to Phil Gonzalez, Raffish Riffoff Productions. I'm on YouTube. Uh, you'll get to see my hair. You get to see what a mess I look. I have not gotten a haircut in so long. I just I need to just take take the 45 minutes out of my day and go. Get, I don't go to haircutting places where like it takes longer than a few minutes to cut hair. I don't spend much money on my hair. Uh, surprisingly, shockingly, 
for those of you watching me at home, you, oh, you don't? You're probably thinking, oh, I would, I would guess you spend quite the, quite the pretty penny on that hair, Phil. Nope. Surprisingly enough, no, I just frequently drag an old brush through it like I'm a prospector in the 1850s. I don't, did that probably didn't even brush their hair. I don't know. In any case, the Berenstain Bears play football. That's right. Now, this book holds a certain a certain place in my heart. It's a 2017 book, Mike Berenstain. And the reason this book has a certain place in my heart, I've kind of been looking forward to getting to it. It's, this is the era, remember. I've now been, 2017, I've been doing the show for, for you know, about a year, a little over a year, or two years at this point. Two years. Okay, so 2016 was kind of like my benchmark year. I was like, all right, I've been doing this for a year. 2017 was a huge deal because this is the year for my birthday, we traveled out of state, me and Brad and Jeremy, and we went to Pennsylvania, and we met Mr. Mike Berenstain. We went to his house. He welcomed us in with open arms, showed us around his studio, showed us around the archives. We spent a good amount of time in the Berenstain house, Berenstain studio, just geeking out. It was one of the most wonderful trips I've ever gone on. Again, thank you, Brad and Jeremy. Thank you, Alana, for helping set it up. It was six years ago, and I'm still over the moon about how amazing that was. But one of the things that it stands out and that I remember, because of course I only remember times I make culture, uh, not cultural, well, maybe cultural, uh, social faux pas. I took it upon myself to gently chide the character of Honey Bear in front of Mike Berenstain. I made a reference to Honey Bear not being an interesting character in front of Mike Berenstain. Thinking that because he had welcomed us into his house with open arms, introduced us to his wonderful wife, shown us behind-the-scenes stuff, been an incredibly gracious host, I mistakenly assumed that this was a good time for me to, like, poke gentle fun at uh, the book series that defined his parents' lives, that they that they entrusted to him, uh, and that he had been working his fingers to the bone on for literal decades. I thought it was a good idea to, like, poke... but Just nudge him in the ribs about a character that I didn't find particularly interesting. And I made a comment about Honey Bear, like not really having anything to do in the books, uh, to which he pointed out that's not true. He'd been doing a lot with Honey Bear recently. Of course, I hadn't gotten to the more recent books yet, so foot in my mouth. Uh, and he specifically mentioned the recently published 2017 book, The Berenstain Bears Play Football, as prominently featuring Honey Bear doing something besides just standing around. And lo and behold, the cover, right there on the cover, you see Honey Bear running between the... I don't know how she does it. Like, physically, this shouldn't work. She's running between the legs of a bear with a football in her hand out in, like, the cartoon quarterback position, or running back or fullback or halfback. I don't know anything about football. But you have the ball and you're running... Uh, forward with your hand out like in a in a Popeye cartoon just knocking people out of your way I don't know why she has her hand out I clearly this is not tackle football but she's knocked several people over but she's right in between the legs of an unnamed bear and there's no way she fits under that although I will say that if her hand is out in this in the in the palm forward position uh she probably slapped him slapped him in the Slapped him in the in the boys. She probably slapped his boys, which is probably why he has a look on his face like he does, with an exclamation point and a question mark over his head. Because as any guy, as any human being with with the with the 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 ornaments knows, you you get slapped in the ornaments, 
you the first thing is a, an exclamation point over your head. Oh goodness. Oh no. That's the exclamation point. Then followed by a question mark, which is the question, should I continue living? Is 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 what the next thought goes through your head is. Just should I continue living? Maybe not, because I know what's a coming and it's not good. I also know what's coming in this book called The Berenstain Bears Play Football, and it is good. Uh, because this is a cute little book. Uh, cute little book. Cute little book. Where is it? I need to actually pull this book up now because we are past the we're past the Phil rambles about stuff. Don't worry, I'm gonna ramble about other things later on, but I think it's time we open up this book. What exactly, if there is a plot, is the plot to the Berenstain Bears that play football? Uh, they're going to watch the football game. That's pretty much the story. So the Bear family is is the Grizzly Bowl is that day. It's The Grizzly Bowl is, I guess, the Bears parallel of something in our world. Don't know what it is. Don't know what it is. Uh, the Grizzly Bowl. Must be some sort of football thing. I have no idea. What could the Grizzly Bowl possibly be? I'm kidding, of course. It's the big game. I can't say the real name of the thing because I'll probably get sued. It's a Super Bowl. Uh, it's a Grizzly Bowl. It's time for the Bear Country Grizzly Bowl. And the Bear family is having a Grizzly Bowl party. And we see the the Cubs are blowing up balloons. Mike has drawn some delightful faces on the Cubs as they blow up balloons. Uh, Papa Bear is hanging up a sign that says, Go team! I guess they are just... They're not rooting for a particular team at this point. They are just, they just hope people are having fun. And, uh, and I'll, I accidentally turned the page here. Let me go back real quick because I want you to notice, uh, if you're watching this along, if you're holding a copy of the book or watching this on YouTube, I want you to notice that Mama Bear is, 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 is arriving from the kitchen with a plate with, presumably these are cookies. And if I, and if I, there's only seven of them. I, I hope she's got a, a more, uh, but they are nicely decorated cookies. And if I, and if I quote a movie, you will know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it won't mean anything to you. But if I said, they're shaped like little footballs, you'll know what I'm, you know what I mean. Uh, or they look like little footballs. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. because It's got a, a weird amount of transphobia at the end, but in the movie, the mom makes cookies that look like little footballs and that's what mama bear has done. So I assume she's a big fan of, of movie. Uh, so then everyone starts showing. So this is an actual party. Uh, Lizzie Bruin, uh, I guess, uh, Barry Bruin and his parents, I, they all show up. Uh, we have, I know cousin Fred shows up, probably aunt Min, uncle, whoever she's married to at this point. Uh, there's lemonade, there's guac, there's salsa, there's chips. There's a wonderful looking soda called pop yum, which, I'm going to, I could go for some pop yum. I assume they shop at a supermarket called yum and that that's like the store brand. Cause it looks like a store brand pop, you know, the store brand pop, pop yum. Uh, cousin Fred's yeah. Cousin Fred's there. Turn on the TV, uh, points to Mike. They have a widescreen television. Now it's not quite a flat screen. Uh, it's not quite a flat screen. Cause it's not very flat. It's still got some curve to the back of it. So I'm going to guess maybe it's just. Maybe it's just an oversized computer monitor that we're looking at. Maybe it's not an actual TV. Maybe they're streaming football somehow in 2017. Uh, but there's a there's a there's a, 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 t- a title screen it says "Big Game Day Countdown." All the Cubs gather around to watch 
Uh, we see some talking heads, blah, blah, blahing about something. We see some commercials for biomes, or just the commercial says biome. The Cubs get bored, and they're like, wait, why is there no football game? We want to watch a football game. And Papa's like, oh, no, no, the, the game's not starting for hours. This is all pregame business that we, we're going to watch. And the Cubs are like, oh, yeah, pretty boring. Uh, I do I do need to backtrack a little bit and point out that they are not root. Okay, I mentioned that they're not rooting for any particular team. I find it odd that they're not rooting for a particular team because Mike's never been shy about making up team names. And I know that like the Big Bear City has its own professional teams. Uh, so I wonder why they chose not to not to name the teams. Is this a tie-in book? Like, are they trying to avoid it sounding like a particular team name? I mean, because you could do like the Big Bear, the Big Bear Chompers. There's a million things you could not Chompers, but there's a million things you could call a team that doesn't sound like a actual NFL team. I don't know. It's weird that like they're not calling out who the actual teams are, but maybe it's just because he doesn't want to detract from the fact that this book, spoilers, isn't actually about the game they're going to be watching on TV. Uh, remember, the title is the Berenstain Bears play football, not the Berenstain Bears watch football. Uh, so the Cubs get bored. They go outside to play. They decide to play some football because, surprise, surprise, there's a football on the grass. There just happens to be a footballing on the grass. Again, Cubs don't play that much football in the books. Probably why the football was left outside. Probably not even theirs. Probably Farmer Ben's. Throw his football at a trespasser and, uh, and missed it landed in the Cubs yard. Uh, well, guess what? Honey Bear is the MVP of this game because she can run between players' legs. And we see a representation of the, the, the picture on the cover, uh, which shows... You couldn't see. If you were watching this on YouTube, you'd know what I just did. I put out my hand in that in that running pose. Uh, Honey Bear is running through the field. She runs between the bears. She actually runs between two bears' legs because she runs between the... The unnamed vest bear. There's a bear wearing like a vest. I assume it's supposed to be Barry Bruin. Uh, she also runs between Cousin Fred's legs, which I do not believe a human being could do, or a human bear, or a bear being. Uh, so that's two, two, two bears that got their, their got got spanked on the boys. Uh, and she scores a touchdown. I don't know how that happened. So every once in a while when I was a kid, I'd go outside and some of the neighborhood kids would be playing and they'd be playing football. And they'd say, hey, you want to play football with us and i'd say sure fine because i wanted to play with kids and then they'd be like all right here we go and then they start running around the ball there were never any designated like end zones or anything and then they'd be like touchdown and i just would have to just assume that they were correct that's how i feel in this honey bear there's no mark i don't there, the field isn't set up anyway it's just the yard so I don't understand. Like there's a rock near her when she spikes. She actually spikes the football, which is illegal. Uh, she spikes the football. There's like a rock there. Maybe that marked the end zone. I don't know. But she runs between the players' legs and she scores a touchdown. Again, these are kid rules, not really NFL rules. Uh, now the problem is the other side, which consists of Barry Bruin, Lizzie Bruin, and Cousin Fred. The, the other, the main side is the the, the siblings. Well, they're all big cubs, which is weird because Lizzie Bruin and Cousin Fred are not big cubs. They are roughly the same height and size as brother and sister bear. Uh, maybe Barry Bruin's a little bigger, but I may, I maybe. I mean, he, he's definitely drawn a little bit taller. But the day that I consider Cousin Fred a larger child than myself would, would be the day I just packed it in and went home, like, for permanently. Because, 
That's embarrassing. Uh, so they score a touchdown. Now, Grizzly Grant is inside. Apparently, she's just been serving pigs in blankets to the two men. There's like, or three men, I guess. There's like three adult men, three adult women. Uh, and they, the three adult women seem to all be beholden to the men in the, in the, in the household, bringing them snacks. And she's getting bored. So she goes outside to hang out with the kids and offers to play football with them. Now, when I was a kid, if my grandmother had offered to play football with any of us, I would have discorporated. Like, my body would have dissolved. I would have turned into sand, a fine sand, and blow, blown away like uh, like I'd been, like, uh, Thanos snapped. Like, I would, not, my, I would not have been able to maintain my corporeality. My entire being would have snapped out of existence because I would have been so shocked. Uh, the fact that Grizzly Grand... In her, like, I guess graduation robes. She always looks like she's wearing, like, honor society graduation gown and, like, a shmata. Uh, she comes in her hoop earrings. She's like, I'm going to play football with you guys. Like, I change into pants or something, Grizzly Grand. Like, if nothing else, your dress is going to fly up over your head. And we're going to see more than we were bargaining for. She decides to join Brother, Sister, and Honey Bear's team because they have an actual baby on their team. Uh, now, here's her plan. She whispers to them. Okay, get this. She lines the team up and she goes, 33, 44, 55, hike. Hikes the ball. Brother hikes the ball to Gran. Now, my question was, is 33, 44, 55 hike a legit call? Is that an actual call you could make in football? I wasn't sure because I don't know anything about football. So I had to do my homework and I was like, well, what... Like, I don't understand. Like, what are, what are, what is a, I, I never understood what even football calls were. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you see them in cartoons and TV shows, but I never really knew what they were doing. Um, so I did, I, I did my due diligence. I had to learn a thing or two, be like, like I like to do harder because it's football. So I try to keep it simple. Uh, I could have probably asked somebody who knew, but people don't know how to talk. So, Okay, in football, this is like for professional football, in American football. Uh, calling a play is like a major part of your team's strategy. Uh, and you have like a specific language and you have specific methods and even rhythms you use to call a play. Um, so it's uh, so like everyone on a team has different positions and each position and each player has like a different scripted job in 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 a football play like the thing that they are supposed to do you go this way you go this way you go this way right and the, that's the whole play and if it works whether or not it works uh it just depends on just the, well, not just depends but it depends on those all those different like movements and all the different players doing their things together like in a dance right now the other team has their own plays and their own you know script that they're following and uh and you when those two things collide you kind of have to see how they how it all falls out now the, the 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 play calling system is a way of telling your team which of these scripted plays they're going to do but also a way of telling your team that while not letting the other team in on what you're going to be doing uh now, you have a limited amount of time to do this. I don't quite understand this, but there's a 40-second play clock, which limits the time for preparing the next play. Uh, also, if it's an, if, if, you're, if you're calling a play, stadiums get really noisy. 
sometimes uh, opposing team, like the opposing the team that's calling the play, the opposing team's crowd will like try to drown out the calls. It's there's a lot of different like strategies here. Um, so there are several components to a play calling system. Uh, first, uh, the decision on which play to run. You can be made by the head coach, an assistant coach, or the quarterback. Uh, and then the chosen play is communicated onto the field to the players. Uh, you can happen through radio contact. I guess like there's a there's a, a radio headset inside NFL helmets that are like the line is open like during the beginning of like the calling era. I don't understand how it works, but like it's a limited. It's limited. Oh, I don't know. Uh, there's a there's a radio in the helmets. I did not know that. Uh, they can do signals on the sidelines. They can do a huddle. That's that huddle thing that they do. Uh, and it also includes uh, how plays are coded and then modified in response to the defenses setup. And then uh, part of the part of the of calling the play is is this rhythm thing where when the ball is snapped back. Uh, is also part of the call, and you're trying to not let the other team know when you're going to snap the ball. So there's like all these different things going into play. Also, if uh, if you can, like a good quarterback can change calls on the fly, like can look and be like, okay, here's what we need to do. And so you use these codes, these numbers and words to to clue in your players into what you want them to do. Now, here's what I really didn't, I didn't know any of this. Now, here's what I really didn't understand. So there's three different play calling systems in the NFL. There's the West Coast system, which uses code names to indicate specific formations and player positions. Uh, there's the Coriel system, created by Donald Coriel, uh, which is focused on efficiently devising pass plays using a three-digit number to assign routes to the receivers. And lastly, there's the Earhart Perkins system, which is known for its flexibility and complexity. But is more complicated because it requires players to be familiar with the entire playbook, which means you can more fluidly adapt what your team is going to be doing, but everybody's got to be like, be aware of what all these numbers and calls mean. Uh, and which is also one of the more hampered part, hampering parts of a, of a call system. If it's too complicated, you're, you have to rely on like all your players being able to memorize all these different plays, all the different code numbers, all the different words. It's a lot. Um, and so that's one of those things that, like I don't watch football, I don't enjoy watching football. But knowing this gives me a, such a deeper appreciation. I don't understand football and I don't understand war. And they're very similar to me because when when people try trying to explain war tactics and stuff or I'm listening to a book about war and like they start explaining like what's happening on the battlefield. There's a lot of that in Victor Hugo's novel of Les Mis. Like the Battle of Waterloo is insane how complicated it is and he's going into great detail and my eyes are just glazing over while i'm reading it because i'm just like i don't understand uh but knowing this i'm just like yeah there's people out there there's football players whose brains operate on a different level than mine because they are able to keep all this in their heads they're able to understand this know this and then like enact it it'd be like if you were a ballet dancer and all of your moves were coded and like your choreographer instead of like you learned a routine but you had to learn like a hundred routines and then in the middle of the show the choreographer would like start calling out numbers and you'd have to like just flip to the next dance maybe they do that maybe there are dance companies that do that i don't know but this is complicated also there's like a bunch of other dancers trying to stop you from dancing i guess would be the the other thing and you're trying to like move to the other side of the, the dance field um in any case 33 44 55 hike my question was 
it can could this be a real thing? Is this a real thing? Now, there's different ways 33-44-55 height could be interpreted. Uh, it could be used as part of a cadence uh, that the quarterback would use to set the rhythm for the offensive line, helping them anticipate the snap without tipping off the defense, which is what we, we talked about. The numbers might not have a specific meaning in some systems, but they're used to maintain timing and coordination, which is pretty cool. So 33, 44, 55, high, like it's a, it's a, it's a rhythm. Uh, it could be part of an audible system where the quarterback changes the play at the line of scrimmage based on the defense's alignment. So each number might correspond to a specific play or adjustment. However, it's unusual in any of the established NFL systems uh, that it would be this simplistic, like just these like just basic numbers. It could be a way to defeat to deceive the defense. Uh, because you could be calling out just random numbers that don't mean anything. Uh, you're trying to like just sort of throw them off. Or in less formal settings, and here's the, the big one, like high school or recreational football, play calls can be more arbitrary and less standardized. In such cases, the sequence might have a predetermined meaning known only to the team members. And if you look, Grand whispers the plan. She says, 33, 44, 55, hike. So they know what those numbers mean. It could just be rhythm. We don't know. But here's what it translates to. She pretends to give the ball to sister. The other team follows sister. But Grant still has the ball. She fakes him out. She throws a long pass to brother who catches it. Touchdown. So somehow, 33, 44, 55, hike and the plan... I'm going to assume that the numbers were the rhythm so that they didn't know when they were going to snap the ball because the plan seemed to be the fake out, the hand, the fake handoff to sister, brother catching it, scoring a touchdown. Notice that Honey is nowhere involved in this play. Why? Because Grizzly Grant only cares about one thing, winning, winning, winning. And in fact, no one even notices in the house that Grant is missing until Gramps is like, where's my food? He looks outside, sees them all playing football. He decides to go outside too. Mama and Papa see the grandparents playing football with the Cubs. They decide to go out too. They all decide to play. We see uh, Lizzie Bruin and, and, and her brother sitting on, I guess, their father's back. Uh, we see Aunt Min and Uncle whoever chasing each other around the field. We see Grizzly Gramps and Grand smack colliding into each other as hard as they can because we know that their marriage is contentious and fraught with conflict. And we see Papa Bear carrying Sister around on his back, running around the field with a football. Clearly, they're not actually playing the game anymore. Uh, it would be slightly off balance because probably like Mama, Papa, Grizzly Gramps, and Grand would just all join the Cubs. And I, well, I guess all the other parents are joining the other team. I don't know. In any case, the dog's out there, too. Everyone's having a great time. In fact, they're having such a great time. They're not even watching the Grizzly Bowl. Uh, comes on TV. Doesn't matter. They're playing football. Presumably, solid, what, six hours of outside play, which is pretty healthy. But, I mean, come on. That's a, it's just a lot of football to play. Uh, I'd be tired after, like, 20 minutes. Uh, in any case, that is the Berenstain Bears play football. Spoiler alert. They do. They do play football, Brad Mariska. 
They play a whole game of football. They play football. And I learned a little bit about calls. I learned a little bit more about football. Football américain. They do not play French football. They do not play le football. They do not play soccer. I mean, they do play soccer. They play it a lot. But they don't play it in this book. Nope. This is my opportunity to once again apologize to Mike for making fun of Honey Bear, who we are growing more and more fond of as she becomes more and more of a character. Hopefully, this thing in one book, she just gets a monologue because I can't wait to see that. We saw her grow up earlier this year. Like la- this year, I think, is when the Baron's Day, like growing up, grow up came out. And we see Honey Bear like, I'm going to school. Like, I'm getting older. Nice. She is as now, I think, as old as Sister Bear was when the first time books began. So. Kudos to Honey Bear. Kudos to Mike. Kudos to the Berenstain Bears play football. It is available in physical format and ebook format. So if you're looking for one or the other, you can find them. I have it in both because I had to show it on the show. Uh, so check that out. Check out also uh, Pizza Toast, my podcast I do with Christy Admiral. Uh, we are covering, we are beginning to cover a new series. We are beginning to cover the Twilight series. So if you like vampires and love check it out uh also check out it's del toro time we've been on a an unexpected hiatus recently uh just for personal health reasons so uh so we'll be back soon so don't worry about that we'll be back with a ivan turgenev story which i read two weeks ago and god i need to reread again but i've also got to watch twilight movie uh, i'm a little overwhelmed but these baron St. bear books man they take five minutes to read so they are the cream of my coffee uh but that's the baron St. bears play football thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being wonderful people thank you so much for viewing me if you're watching on the youtube let me know tell your friends share the videos i don't know i think i'm fun to look at uh and otherwise i'll see you all next time deep in Bear Country. Cause we're the Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers number one. Yes, we